Okay. So this is the day I know that you've all been waiting for. We're coming back to say for Yeshua. Back to say for Yeshua. Enough breaks. Yom Toivim, Bechulu, Bechulu, until we get to the next Yom Tif. But uh, okay, back to say for Yeshua. <clears throat> so first of all, this uh, the shear, the breakfast uh, is being sponsored by Nish with Lakov and we should be zaycha to all the shepherd that comes from Eskashas to Tzadikim and Eskashas with each other. Ah, it's William Benny Wilson also for their grandfather, right? Yisrael ben Zechariah, Hashem Shavon Aliyah. And with that, Shev Baruch and Hatzlach should come to them, the whole Mishpacha, the whole Kila, all of Kali Yisrael. Okay, so, in Sefer Yeshua, what we're up to is towards the end of Perches. Now, you don't have in front of you the actual text of Sefer Yeshua, so let me give you just a... Let's get back, just get back into the... I don't know to call it the storyline, but to get back into the, the topic of Sefer Yeshua... So again, Moshe Rabbeinu is Nifter, Zainadar, the Jewish people are now, the leadership has been given over to Yeshua Ben-Nun. Yeshua Ben-Nun brings Kla Yisrael into Eretz Yisrael, crosses over the Yardane. And the first city we conquer is the city of Yerichai, with, uh, physically speaking, Kemat no opposition at all. It took a lot of Avaida on the Jewish people's part, but Lamaisa, in terms of Ruchnius, but... Uh, but, uh, safe, uh, but uh, the city of Yerichai was conquered relatively, with, relatively easily. And then we go on to the next city, the city of Ai. The city of Ai gave us some problems. There was a sin that the Jewish people or one person committed, the, city, the sin of Achan. We're not going into that again, but the point is there was some kitrig against the Jewish people, and because of that, the city of Ai caused us some difficulties. So that was the first time we had a, 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 a loss. We, uh, there was a, the, first, the first attempt to conquer the city of Ai failed, and the Jewish people had to be mechazik themselves, do tshuva, v'chulu, and then eventually, the second attempt, we had to go with more B'der uh, Chateva, they had to go with strategy and so on, but then the city of Ai was conquered, and that's where we're up to now. Now, uh, the, the next part of the story is that in Sef, then the Yishuvah keeps on going to more and more cities and so on, but at the end of Perches, right after the description of, of, the, um, of the conquest of Ai, Sefer Yeshua, the Pasuk, talks about uh, sort of a side story, and this side story takes us a little mm. bit back into the beginning of Sefer Yeshua. So again, so you don't have this in front of you, but I'm just going to, I'll just read out loud just a few psukim that, you know, from the beginning of Sefer Yeshua, and then going back to the psukim after uh, the conquest of Ai. So it's like this. When the Jewish people crossed over the Yardin, or when we were about to cross over the Yardin, so it says like this. The Pasuk says that Yeshua Benun, uh, well, uh, here, these are the Pesukim. V'yom Hashem el Yeshua Lema. That Hashem says to Yeshua the following message. Again, this is going back when we first were crossing over the Arden. So Hashem says to Yeshua, K'chul I want you to now designate 12 people. Shnei Masar Noshem. Hashem says to Yeshua, designate 12 people from the Jewish people. Ish Echad, Ish Echad, Mi Shevet. One person from one of the tribes, okay? 12 Yidin from the 12 Shvatim. Hashem says to Yeshua, I want you to command them. Again, this is when we're crossing over. I want you to command them the following message. I want you, these 12 people, I want them to, when they're crossing over the Yardin, find 12 large stones. Take these 12 stones. From where the Kahanim were. Right? If you remember, the way we crossed over was through the Kahanim carrying the Oren. And when the Kahanim went into the Oren, when their feet went into the, went, went into the Yardin, I'm sorry, that's when the water split. So Hashem says to Yeshua, designate 12 people from the 12 Shvatim. They're going to go 
to the area where the Kahanim are standing with the Aaron, and they'll find 12 stones. Carry these stones over with you through the Yardin. And uh, erect them, set them up in the place that you're going to be sleeping tonight. The place that they slept that night is a place that's called Gilgal. I want you to set up those stones, okay? The Yikra Yeshua Shnei Ma'asar Ish. So Yeshua calls these 12 people, he appoints them. And he tells them this message that you're going to go through the Yardin, you're going to go to where the Kahanim are, you're going to find 12 stones, and you're going to erect them. And now Yeshua fills in a little bit of a blank of what these stones are about. That these stones will be a sign amongst, amongst you, amongst Kla Yisrael, uh, and, and so on and so forth. And he says, that these stones will represent, will be a reminder of this miracle of us entering into Eretz Yisrael. And these stones represent the 12 tribes. Right? That's what the 12 men, 12 stones, the 12 shvatim. That's what these stones are. Okay. That's, uh, that's what happens in the beginning of Sefer Yeshua. That's it. And these stones will be a remembrance, a remembrance sort of a, a representation of Klai Yisrael and the miracles that we, that we earned, that we experienced right now, that will be a memory uh, from these stones. Okay, and the Apostle says that's what they did, and so on and so forth. That's, again, this is in Perak Dal, this is the, the story of Klai Yisrael entering into it. So, the Yardin, that's part one of these stones. All of a sudden, at the end of going back to Perakas, which is, again, after the conquest of the city of Ai, so now the Pasuk goes back to talk about these stones. And this is where we have to figure out like, exactly what happened over here, like practically, chronologically. But the Pasuk says as follows, Uz, then, which sounds like, in other words, now, uh, after the conquest of Ai, Yivne Yeshua Mizbech L'Hashem Yisrael Yeshua builds an altar in the area that they were in, the area that they were in, which is the place of Ai, there were two mountains in that area, one called Har Evel and one called Har Grizim. That's the, that's the area that they were in. And so it says in Pasuk that Yeshua took the 12 stones, these 12 stones that was referenced in the beginning when they crossed the Yardin, Yeshua Benun took those 12 stones now by the place of Har Evel, Har Grizim, Har Evel, the place of the city of Ai, and it says, and he built from those 12 stones a Mizbeach. That's what it says. Kasher Tziva Moshe Eved Hashem Yisrael. And says the Pasuk, and this is something that Moshe Rabbeinu already commanded the Jewish people about, Kakas Vesevatars Moshe, as is recorded in Chumash. We'll see that in a moment. That there's this mitzvah of building a Mizbeach from these 12 stones. Mizbeach Avanim Shleimais. A mizbeach, a full uh, erected mizbeach of stone, which all the halachas of a mizbeach, that a mizbeach can't be cut, the stones of a mizbeach can't be cut with metal. Same thing over here, it was a full bona fide mizbeach, the yaw of oilis la Hashem, they brought sacrifices, carbon oilis, shlamim, they brought oilis and shlamim, all different karbonis, and so on. That's the first thing they did with these stones, they made it into a mizbeach and they brought karbonis. And number two, and says the Pasuk, they also took those stones that they just turned into a Mizbeach by this place of Har Evel, Har Gizmanev, by the city of Ai. And then, then Yeshua ben Anasar goes and he writes on the stones, as Mishnah Taras Maisha. He writes on the stones the Torah of Maisha Rabbeinu. Which we'll have to see, but probably next week we'll talk about this more, what exactly he wrote on this. All of Chomesh, Sefer Dvarim, maybe just the Tarek Mitzvahs. There's all different sheets of what he wrote, but there's some sort of, you know, writing on these stones, the Torah. The Torah was written on these stones. 
He writes this in front of the Jewish people. The Chol Yisrael is the king of Veshoytav. All the leadership are there. They're all standing by these stones and by these mountains. La'orin with the Aron, uh, the Aron Habris as well. And it's a whole, uh, it's a whole Indian. Vachar King Kares called Divriyatayra. So they write it down. They write the Torah down on these stones again. We'll see next week what exactly was written down, but. The, tar- the Pasuk says, they wrote the Torah on these stones. And so then, Maishur, then Yeshua Benun reads uh, what was written. It's a whole procedure what's going on. But that's the kids are what's going on over here. And the Pasuk ends off. There was nothing from what Maishur Rabbeinu commanded the Jewish people to do. That Yeshua Benun did not read and it did not perform. So whatever we were commanded to do, Yeshua Benun did. Okay. So, so in terms of these stones, so we have uh, sort of two uh, parts of Sefer Yishu talking about them. The first time we hear about these 12 stones is again in the beginning when we're crossing over that Hashem says to Yishu Benun, get 12 people from Yishu on the Shvatim and designate these stones, place them in the place that you're going to be sleeping tonight, the place of Gilgal, and it'll be a sort of a zecher and a uh, representation of the 12 tribes. Okay, that's the beginning. All of a sudden, again, the Sefer continues, the city of Yerichai, the city of Ai, and so on. And after the city of Ai is conquered, the Pasa goes back, talking about these 12 stones, that Yeshua Benun takes these 12 stones again, makes them into a Mizbeach, and writes on the 12 stones the Torah, and references the Pasuk, references that this is something that Moshe Rabbeinu commanded them. So where is this coming from? So, okay, that's, uh, so take a look at the Marmokim comments that you have. So in Marmokim number one, so you have a few psukim from Parshas Kisavai. Okay, this is the end of, uh, the end of Sefer Dvarim. <coughs> so this is in fact one of the mitzvahs. And it's one of those, you know, we might just read, Kisavai is ready in the summer, you know, people, uh, it's just, you know, Schneinvicker is already, uh, you know, Braces, Noya, that's Schneinvicker by Kisavai, only the, uh, you know, the most brave of us is holding over there. So, but but it's, this is what it says in Parashat Kisavai. So this is Moshe Rabbeinu telling the Jewish people, okay? We'll just read through the Pesukim together, and then we'll try to put it all together. It says Moshe Rabbeinu, the day that you cross over the Yardin, the day to the land that Hashem will give you, so the day that you cross over the Yardin, you should establish, you should erect big stones, you should cover them in lime, We'll, talk, we'll speak about that maybe next week of this Indian of covering them in Sid and lime. But that's, what, that's the plus. Because the day you cross over the Yardane, says Moshe Rabbeinu, erect big stones. It doesn't say how many, but erect big stones. You should write on them the words of this Torah. When you pass over. This should be a schos that give uh, you strength to be able to make it to the land. Eretz of Aschal Vadvash, land of Eretzel, flowing milk and honey, Kashadibra Shemalekeva Sechalach, as Rabban Shalom told you and, and promised you. Fine. So then the Pasuk, then Meshavinu continues with a little bit more detail and he repeats himself. All this, there's a lot of repetition over here, we have to break it down. Says Meshavinu again, when you cross over the Yardin, you should erect these stones that I'm commanding you about today, Bahar Evel, you should erect them by Har Evel, that's the place near the city of Ai, right? The Sadais and the Sid, and again, cover them with lime. 
And now he introduces this other idea that you should build over there, presumably with these stones, a Mizbech for Hashem. Mizbech Avonim made of these stones. Like son of Lein Barzel, don't use any, any metal, just pure stone. Avonim Shleim is Tivnes, Mizbech Hashem Alekecha, full Mizbech made of these stones. Valisa all of Oilas, Hashem Alekecha, bring Karbonis on it. Vizavach the Shlomim, Vechaltasham, Vesamachlof Nehashem Alekecha. And so on. The Chasavta Alavonim. And again, he repeats, write on these stones, it's called the Vertaira Zois, all the words of this Tarbar Hetiv in a very clear, very clear way. Okay, so, so th- this is what, what, what Sefer Yeshua is referencing that something that Moshe Benu commanded us, Yeshua Benu is fulfilling. And this is the command. So that Moshe Benu is telling us something. It, it's interesting. Non, nowhere does it say how many stones. That was, uh, I guess, uh, Tarsh Balpeh, that it was 12. But this is the parsha that Moshe Ben is, is telling us about, and Yeshua Ben is fulfilling. Of again, when you cross over the Yardin, erect these twelve stones, cover them with lime, okay, and then two things are also mentioned: make them into mizbeach and write on them the words of Tyre. And that's basically what it says in Sefer Yeshua. Okay, but if again, without breaking it down and you know to a little you know uh, you know mamish pratim, but the the pesuk that we just read in Parshas Kisavit, there's a lot of repetition. Moshe Rabbeinu, for the first couple of psalms, he tells us, the day that you cross over the Yardin, establish these stones, and write on them the words of Torah. And then he sort of repeats himself again. When you cross over the Yardin, erect these stones, build it into Mizbech, and write on them the words of Torah. There's a lot of repetition over here. So, first of all, we have to figure out why in Parshish Kisavai is Moshe Rabbeinu giving these instructions in such a strange way with repetition and not being clear right away what he's talking about. And then also figuring out in Sefer Yeshua, like what actually happened chronologically. Because again, in the beginning part where we first cross over the Yardin, that's when, that's when it's discussed, that's when it says that he appointed 12 people, take these 12 stones and erect them. And that's the end of the discussion. And then we only reference back to these stones after the conquest of Ai, that oh, by the way, those stones turn to Mizbeach and write on them the words of the Torah. So were, those, was this, were these two different events is this just like Ein Mukhtim Mukhtim Batayra? You know, it really happened, you know, so when, it, it was all just in one, one big story, but did it happen early, did it happen later? How do we work it out? So the, the truth is, this is a discussion amongst the Mepharshim, when it happened, how it happened, but for the purposes of uh, this morning, we're going to go with the Malbim, okay? So Maramukha number two, the Malbim on Sefer Yeshua in Perches, after the conquest of Ai, so he talks about this sogia of the 12 stones. And he says like this, he says that, he, he, ra- he raises these points. In other words, why in Sefer Yeshua is the story divided up into two parts? And then going back to Parshas Kisava, which is where it's all coming from, the command of Moshe Rabbeinu, the command is also repeated twice. So what's going on over here? So it says the Malbim, this is the Mahalach. In Maramakah number two. Shem shnei tzivuyim b'shnei zmanim They're in, con- contained in Moshe Rabbeinu's message in Parashat Kisavai, is really two separate mitzvahs. There's two separate mitzvahs, two separate commands that Moshe Rabbeinu was saying. Tchila Omar. The first command is as follows. If you, let's go back to Parashat Kisavai, right, in Maramak number one. So the first command is, that the first command is as follows. The day that you cross over the Yardin, okay, you should establish big stones. You should erect large stones, 12, commemorating the 12 tribes. That's mitzvah number one. That's mitzvah number one. And that's exactly what happened with Yeshua Benut. They were crossing the Yardin. Hashem says to Yeshua, okay, let's do what, Moshe, what I told Moshe Rabbeinu. 
appoint 12 people, these 12 people are going to uh, erect these 12 stones in the place of Gilgal where you're going to sleep tonight. That's mitzvah number one. Finished. Says the Malbim, again going back in, in the second line. That's the first mitzvah that we find regarding these 12 stones. That they were commanded the day that we cross over the Yardin, the day that we, that we pass through the Yardin, not to push it off, but that, for that same day, to erect these 12 stones. And says the Malbim, that's exactly what Yeshuvah did. He erects these 12 stones in this place of Gilgal, literally the day that we pass the Yardin. That's mitzvah number one. And what was that about? And at that, that mitzvah, this angle of, the, of these 12 stones is about establishing these 12 stones as a, as a, uh, uh, a simon for the Jewish people and the miracles that happen to them when we cross the Yardin. So it's 12 stones from the Yardin. That's, the, uh, that's mitzvah number one. The Amrlam. Now the Pasuk in Parshish Kisavik continues. And it continues as follows. Let's go back to Parshish Kisavo. Toward the end of the first Pasuk is... Now it's interesting, those few words put lime on them, even though it's in the first Pasuk, which sounds like it should be part of the first mitzvah, says the Malbim, no, really it's part of the second mitzvah. What's the second mitzvah? The second mitzvah now is as follows. You should take those 12 stones at a later day, which I'm not going to tell you when, but take those 12 stones at a later day, cover them with lime, and you should write on them the words of the Torah. When you have passed over, when you pass over the Yardin, in order that it should be a schus, that you'll be able to conquer Eretz Yisrael. So says the Malbim, this other pasuk that I just read is not the same mitzvah as the first pasuk. The first pasuk is mitzvah number one. Establish 12 stones to represent the Jewish people and the miracles of the Yardin. Finished. Next. At some later point, which is undisclosed right now, you're going to then take these stones and write on them the words of the Torah, and the Pasuk will then continue as well that you're also going to turn them into Mizbech. That's a, that's a new mitzvah. It's a separate mitzvah. Let's take a look in the Malbim and how he describes it. Uh, four lines into Marmok number two. V'omer lehem. Next message. Next mitzvah says the Malbim. V'sadata, you should put lime on these stones. V'chasavta, and you should write the words of the Torah. V'chulu ba'avracha, and this, this new mitzvah is being told to you to do this ba'avracha. When you've passed over the Yardin. What's a Loimer? What do I mean? So it says the Malbim, it means like this. The Achrekach, Ba'avrecha, Yomim, Acher Shetavar. In other words, later, now at a later date, when, when already, you've already gone into Eretz Yisrael, and you're already, you know, uh, you know, you're beginning to speak with an Israeli accent already, you know, when it's already, already into Eretz Yisrael. So Ta'as, the Mitzvah Acheres, you have to do another Mitzvah, Ba'avon HaMe'ela, with these stones that you fulfilled the first Mitzvah with. That you should cover them with lime. And to write on them the words of the Torah. Says the Malbim. And because the first Pasuk or two is really primarily focusing on the first mitzvah of, re- of erecting those stones right away when you get to Gilgal, and it's just sort of referencing in passing the second mitzvah, so it doesn't give so much detail. But then in Pasuk Dalid, now it begins to focus the Pasuk, the Chomish, begins to focus more on that second mitzvah. So this is how the, this is how the, the Malbim is explaining it. So again, the, let's go back to Maramuk and the one just to break through the Pesukim. Says the Malbim, this is how the Pesukim are broken down. The first, the, the, the main focus of Pasuk Aleph, um, Aleph through da, uh, uh, the, the, the Pasuk Be, Be's Gimel, 
Pasuk Aleph is, is a previous one. But the first couple psukim in Marmok number one, the main focus is the first mitzvah. What's the first mitzvah? When, the day that you cross the Yardin, establish 12 stones. That's the first thing. Happens to be, in that context, the Pasuk says, oh, and by the way, there's, gonna, there's more stuff coming with these stones. So it says like very, very quickly, cover with line, write on it, but it doesn't say exactly specific instructions because it's not the point right now. Then in Pasuk Dal, now the Pasuk says, now let me tell you more in detail what this second mitzvah is about. That that when you, you passed over the yard, in other words, not right away, but later on, when you're ready, you know, when the yard is in the rear view mirror, then Then take those stones that I commanded you about and erect them in the, in the place of Evil, and now this is when I want you to cover them with lime, build with them a mizbeach, write in them a taira. And so this is why there's a little of repetition. Because there's really two mitzvahs going on over here. Mitzvah number one, again, like the Malbim says, is erect the stones when you cross the Yardin. Uh, that's the main mitzvah. Oh, and, be, and once we're talking about those stones, Hashem sort of hints to us, by the way, there's going to be more stuff coming, there's lime going on, there's writing the Torah on it, there's stuff. But then the Pasuk says, okay, fine, that's mitzvah, mitzvah number one. Mitzvah number two is, later on, when you, when you have passed the Yardin already, and you're in the place of I, which is near the mountains of Har Grisman or Evil, now I want you to take those stones and fulfill the next part of the mitzvah, which is to turn them into Mizbeach, write the Torah on them, and that's the two parts to this mitzvah. So says the, again, let's go back to the Malbim. Um, was it uh, four lines before the end? V'zesh So this is the meaning of, of Pasuk Dalet already, moving on to the next mitzvah. That that when you cross the Yardin, I know there's days later, not right away, but already after you've crossed the Yardin, says the Malbim makes an interesting observation. The first Pasuk, where it talked about the first mitzvah, it said, The day that you cross the Yardin, do this mitzvah erecting the, four stone, the twelve stones. In Pasuk Dalad, where it talks about crossing the Yardin, but it's really talking about the second mitzvah, it doesn't say, The day that you cross the Yardin. It says, When you have crossed the Yardin already. Why doesn't it say the day that you cross? Because that's not the mitzvah then. The mitzvah is not the actual day that you cross. That's later when you get to the place of Har Rizim and Har Evil, which is by the city of Ai. Over there, the next mitzvah comes, which is to build, 12, uh, to build a mizbech from them and so on. So he says, again, that's what he says, uh, doesn't say the day that you crossed. Then the next mitzvah is to build them in, to erect them by the, by the mountain of Evil. Take them from the place that they were staying until this point uh, in Gilgal when you crossed the Yardin, and, and bring them, ta- and transplant, uh, transport them, and bring them to the place of Harevel, and now you'll fulfill the second specific mitzvah, which is to cover them with lime, to build from them a mizbeach, and to write on them the words of the Torah, um, and to write it in a very clear uh, clear way. So that's what the Malbim says, and that's how the Malbim teaches what happened in Sefer Yeshua. So, so there's two separate things, again, that's how the Malbim is, is teaching it, that when, that's why it's divided into two parts in the story. So when we crossed over the Yardin, that's the first part of the, of the mitzvah. And over there, Maishu Rabbeinu, Yeshu Benom Sari, is commanded by Hashem, uh, you know, designate 12 people, erect these stones, that's mitzvah Aleph. 
Finished. That's the end of the story of the 12 stones at that point. By the time we get to Har Grisim and Har Evo, which is after the conquest of Yerichah and after the conquest of Ai, so now the Pasuk says, now we can fulfill the second part of the mitzvah, which is to take those 12 stones that we had from the Yardin and turn them into Mizbeach, write them in the words of the Torah, and, and, and do all this by this designated spot of Har Grisim and Har Evo by the city of Ai, and that'll be the second mitzvah. So that's why Sefer Yeshua is divided into two parts, and that's why this mitzvah in Parshas Kisot is repeated twice because the first mitzvah is to establish the 12 stones the day that you cross over the Yardin and then that's, that's number one and then number two is when you cross over the Yardin not that day but later but Misa, when you're in Eretz Yisrael then erect these stones in Har Grisim and Har Evil turn them into Mizbeach and write them in the words of the Torah okay fine Kacha. that's Elam Alban Taichus so part B yeah. is not connected to the first time of so this is the right. So, so that so that 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 we weren't there in Hargrisim Nevel. That's telling us what to do when we get to Hargrisim Nevel. Those brachas and klolos. That's going to be the next thing in Sefer Yeshua that they go through. So it's all the same place. It's all the same place. This is like a hachana, the first thing for Hargrisim Nevel. Okay. So what we have to now investigate for the next few minutes is what's the pinimius of this of this Indian? What's the pinimius of this mitzvah that the Jewish people are going into Eretz Yisrael having these stones? And it's interesting, because the way the Malbim presents it, the way the Malbim teaches it, and the way he's explaining the story, is that these are two separate mitzvahs. But it's interesting, it's two separate mitzvahs, but involving the same objects, right? So we have many mitzvahs, you have Lovineser, you have Shoifer, you know, different objects. Over here, we have an interesting thing, two mitzvahs. Mitzvah number one, erect these stones in the Yardin, when you cross over. Mitzvah number two, turn, the, turn stones into a Mizbech and, a, and, and into a Sefer Torah, pretty much. But it happens to be the same stones. More than it happens to be the same stones, this is more of a technical thing, like sort of in parentheses, but it, the way the Malbim touched the Psukim is that the first couple of Psukim were really focusing on the first mitzvah. But yet, despite the fact that the first couple of Psukim are focusing on the first mitzvah, which is just mm-hmm. establishing the stones the day that you cross the Yardin, in that context, the Torah still references the fact that, oh, by the way, at some later date, you're going to be covering them with lime and writing on them the words of the Torah. So it's like, it's like even when we're talking about the first mitzvah, we're still connecting it and referencing this future mitzvah. So we have to figure out what's the penimus of this Indian, the purpose of these stones, these two separate mitzvahs, but yet ultimately they're bound to each other. So what's going on over here? Okay. So in Ramokin number three, you have a piece from Rav Tzaddik. This is uh, in Sefer Preet Tzaddik, in Parshas by Midbar. Now, over there, this is, uh, he's not talking about these any of the stones, but he tells us he is site. In Parshas by Midbar, we have, this is, you know, Parshas by Midbar already, the Jewish people left Mitzrayim, we already have the Mishkan, and that's when uh, the Rabbani Shalom gives a command to Meshach Rabbeinu to count the Jewish people, right? Counting, that's, that's Parshas by Midbar. And, we're, and the mitzvah is that we have to be counted, each Jew would pass before the eyes of Meshach and Aaron. Moshe and Aram were the ones in charge of counting the Jewish people. Right? That's the Pasuk. So, Rav Tzadik over there is talking about why is it, first of all, this idea of counting the Jewish people, why is it so significant, Aleph, and Beis, why does it have to be dafk with Moshe and Aram? Step is Moshe and Aram. So says Rav Tzadik like this, Ach the concept is as follows, Al pi mash isa bizarre kaddish. So the Rav Tzadik quotes, the uh, Zara says, Kivan da'araisa umeshkana uskumu, once the, the, the Torah was given, and that's, that's by our Sinai. And the Mishkan was erected. So by the time Sefer Bamidbar comes, you have the Torah, you have the Mishkan. 
And this is how the Zara Kaddish describes the counting of the Jewish people. The Rabbanishal wanted to count the soldiers of the Torah. How many soldiers are there? The And how many soldiers are there for the Mishkan? So the Rabbanishal wants to count the Jewish people. Why? He says the Zayar, to calculate and to number the amount of soldiers of Torah and soldiers, soldiers of Mishkan. So, so that, that's what the Zara says. Okay, so comes to to explain, like, what does that mean? Soldiers of Tyre, soldiers of Mishkan. So it says something like this, you cite. What does it mean to be a soldier of Tyre? And what does it mean to be a soldier of the Mishkan? It says what Yisrael. So here, focusing on first the soldier of Tyre. The soldier of Tyre means, says Ratzadik, that every single Yid, what is a Yid? When you peel back enough layers, it's a well-known Yisait, I've mentioned this many, many times. A Yid is not, you know, the way we think of it is like this. There's a Jew, okay? We're definitely holy and special. And the Jewish person and the Jewish people are given two uh, general commands. Learn a lot of Torah and Davin uh, Tashem. Learn and Davin. Those are the two basic misses that preoccupy our schedules pretty much, right? Learning and Davening. Okay. That's, those are mitzvahs that are given to a Jew. Says Ratzadik, that's not the way to think of it. The way to think of it is, is that every single Yid is a piece of Torah in human form. We know there's such an idea, right? That he's about to reference it in a moment. That the word Yisrael is Rosh Hatevis for Yeh, Shishin, Ribay, Isis, Latar. There are 600,000 letters in, in Torah. The, the Sefer Torah has 600,000 letters. One way or another, 600,000 letters. And so that's not a coincidence. Every single Jew, the Shorish Hanashama, the very root of a Jewish person's soul, is a piece of Torah. And this is what we find in the Svarim, by the way. This Indian of, you know, Chazal say, for example, a person, uh, you know, when you go to yeshiva, so there's a certain curriculum the yeshiva has. Okay. But already when you're already, uh, you know, when it's Benastarim, right? Or when you're graduated from yeshiva, like, what should you learn? Like, what, what should a person learn? So there's certain things, you know, you have to be able to function as an Orthodox Jew, so you have to learn halacha, certain things that you have to learn. But ultimately, when you've sort of covered the things just to allow you to function as a, as a from Yid, what should you learn? So the Gemara says a klal, ma'ashalibcha chavetz, what your heart desires. Why? So yeah, practically, a uh, simple level, whatever, if you're interested in something, that's the thing that you're going to put your energy into. But on a deeper level, it's because the, why do we have to learn? What's the purpose of learning? Or, or what's happening when a Jew learns? What's happening when a Jew learns in a certain sense is that you're unpackaging your own soul. Is that the purpose of creation is for the Torah to be complete. What does it mean for the Torah to be complete? So the Torah is already written. It's given to us, finished. No, no. The purpose of creation is for the Torah in, that's in soul form, namely the Jewish people, for that to be fully unpackaged. When you have, you know, after Kriya Satara, we like do Hagba, right? You unravel it, and you show everyone, Zaysa Torah. There, what's the saying of Hagba? So there's a lot of inyanim to it, but one of the, the inyanim of Hagba is, is that it's not just enough to read it. We're, we're, by doing Hagba, we're showing that by learning, we're unpackaging Torah. There's a certain, there's a certain you know, unraveling of the Torah that we're trying to do, and that's the purpose. The Rabbanu creates each and every one of us and gives us our neshama. And the purpose of life is to unpackage our neshama, to bring out all the kaychas that we have, to actualize ourselves. How do you actualize yourself? How do you take yourself from being a seed into turning into a tree, so to speak? How do you really bring all your kaychas out? Well, first of all, you have to identify who you are, right? What, you have to first figure out what is, this, what, what is in this seed, right? If this is a seed, you know, if this is a seed for an apple tree, then the ultimate goal is going to have an apple tree. 
if it's an orange tree, then it's going to be an orange tree. So what, what, is, what is the seed that is called the Jewish soul? Says Ratzadik, you know what that seed is? That seed is a specific aspect of Tyra. And when you learn Tyra, specifically the Torah that speaks to you, why do you think it speaks to you? It's because it's you, by learning that Tyra, and for those ideas to make sense in your particular mind, that's called, that's called unpackaging and actualizing the Torah itself, which is, which is you. Because if you think about it, why is it important that I should learn, uh, you know, uh, Meseches Brachas, when there's so many people out there that have learned Meseches Brachas that are smarter than me and know better than me? Why is it significant that in my, my mind, specifically, should, Meseches Brachas should be there? The answer is because when, when uh, Rebbe Kveger learns Meseches Brachas, that's unpackaging a part of Rebbe Kveger, which is amazing, and no one else can do that. But when I learn Meseches Brachas, it's unpacking a piece of me, and that's something Rebbe Kveger can't do. And so every single Yid has to learn as much Torah as possible, because every, and specifically the parts of Torah that speak to you, because that's you, and that's how you unpackage yourself, and that's the purpose of creation. This is what it means to be a soldier of Torah. A soldier of Torah is not just someone that like, you're appointed, this is your job. A soldier of Torah means that you're a part of, that, that, that's who you are. That's who you are. You took that oath, you know what I mean? That's, that's who you are. So it says, Tzaddik, so this is what it means when the when the Shem wants the Eden to be counted to know how many soldiers there are for Tyra. It means every single yid has a root in one of the letters of Torah. That's that's who you are. That's 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 your Mitzias. That's what we find in the Svarim. There are six hundred thousand letters to the Torah corresponding to the number of yidin and so on. So that's Yisrael number one. Now this is a familiar concept, that every single Yid is basically uh, rooted in Torah, and that's, that's, that's who you are. But what's amazing is, the Pasuk, the, the Zarka said, the Rebbe wants to count how many soldiers he has for Torah, but also how many soldiers he has for the Mishkan. What is the Mishkan? So the Mishkan always means a place of davening, a place of davening, a place of avayda, a place of karbanas. <laughs> And it says the Zayar, the Rebbe wants to count his soldiers of Tyra, which means that the very root of a Jew is a piece of Tyra. And he also wants to count the soldiers of the Mishkan, which means, says Ratzadik, the Chayland of Mishkana, what does it mean to be a soldier of the Mishkan? It means that the very essence of who a Jew is, is two parts. There's a part of the Jew who bets him, what you, what you are is a piece of underdeveloped and and. and and, and, and uh, uh, an underdeveloped piece of Tyra, and your job in life is to actualize yourself in Tyra. And you know, it's also true. You are also fundamentally a piece of davening. You're also a piece of davening. And your purpose of life is to unpackage yourself in terms of Tyra, and to unpackage yourself in terms of Avaita, in terms of Tefillah. And this is what's happening by the Midbar, is that what? That the Jewish people are being counted. The Russian, how many soldiers do I have in Tyre? How many soldiers do I have in the Mishkan? And that's what they're being counted with the eyes of Maisha and Aaron. Maisha means Tyra. Aaron means Avaida. And that's exactly what's happening. When they're being counted, so we're counting, this guy is uh, Yaakov Maisha ben, uh, ben, uh, ben Zvulun, whatever. So he's being counted. He's being like, designated. He's being uh, recognized as existing. But, but what, well, what does it mean, Yaakov Moshe ben Zvulun? Like, wh- who is that guy? Who that guy is, is a piece of Torah and a piece of davening. And his whole life's mission is to unpackage himself in Torah and in davening. That's his tachlis. That's, his, that's, that's the metzies of the Yid. That's where Tzadik's side. Now let's go back to the story of these 12 stones. These 12 stones are in two, two mitzvahs. 
but somehow they're integrated with each other. The first mitzvah of these 12 stones was what? The day that we crossed over the Yardin, designate Hashem says to Yeshua Benun, Moshe Benu as well, 12 people to take 12 stones representing the Jewish people. And you're going to establish them there, and it'll be a zecher for the Jewish people and all the miracles and wonders that we experience to get into Eretz Yisrael. Notice that first mitzvah, the stones of that, the, 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 the stones in terms of the first mitzvah are stones that represent the Jewish people. That's why there are 12 of them. But then all of a sudden mitzvah 2 comes in. What's mitzvah 2? Take those same 12 stones, which means the Jewish people themselves, and turn them into a mizbeach, and turn them into a sefer Torah. That's not a, I mean, it's technically a separate mitzvah. But, but this is all one big yesod, which is, the Rabbanu Shalom is telling the Jewish people, I want you to establish in a concrete, tangible way, what the Yidin are. And what the Yidin are, are basically a mizbeach and a sefer Torah. That's what you are. That's what you are. So Dav could take these 12 stones, which represent the Jewish people, number one. First establish them as these stones represent the Jewish people, number one. And number two, now that, now that it's established and it's ingrained that these stones represent the Jewish people, turn them into a Mizbech and turn them into a Sefer Torah. Because this is what's happening, and this is why it's Davka, these, this mitzvah, this Inyan is happening. The Torah says, when you get into Eretz Yisrael, when you cross over there, Eretz Yisrael, even says, in order that you should merit to have the land. Because what is Eretz Yisrael? Eretz Yisrael is a place in which all those seeds of the Jewish people are planted and all these trees are able to grow. Eretz Yisrael is not just a place on earth, Stam, that every, every nation needs a place to live, so including the Jewish people. No. Eretz Yisrael is fertile ground for the Jewish people. Every yid is a seed. A seed that produces one of two things, a piece of Torah and a piece of davening. But those seeds need, need ground, they need to be planted, they need to be in an environment that's able to allow the potential to be unpackaged. And that's what Eretz Yisrael is. Eretz Yisrael is a place that the Jewish people are going to be able to be themselves, right? Even on a very, ten, a very, very like human level, right? When you're in exile and you're amongst the nations of the world, there's a certain like you can't be yourself. Either, either you're cautious of uh, of keeping things in because you don't want to start up with the nations around you, or you want to assimilate Chas V'Shalom. But either way, it's very hard to to really allow yourself to be fully. Uh, you know, you know uh, yourself. Like the Gemara, you know, they, 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 you know, they, we, we find such a thing that that dafke in. So that's what Eretz, so what does Eretz Yisrael mean practically? On a very simple level, Eretz Yisrael means it's your own space. Be yourself, and and bring out you know, you know, unpackage yourself. That's true physically and uh, nationally, and that's true spiritually too. That's what Eretz Yisrael is. So therefore, since Eretz Yisrael is what Eretz Yisrael is a place in which the Jewish people are able to fully allow themselves to discover who they are. So what is a Jew? What a Jew is, is a piece of Torah and a piece of davening. That's what a Jew is. And that's exactly what's going on with this mitzvah. Take these 12 stones, establish these 12 stones to represent the Jewish people, and then turn those stones into a mizbeach and into a sefer Torah. Now, here's the interesting thing. Why is it davke that this mitzvah was fulfilled b'shlemus in completion, after the conquest of Ai. Now, you could say, I mean, practically, because the second mitzvah, for whatever reason, the Rabbanu Shalom decided that this second stage of turning those stones into a Mizbeach and into a Sefer Torah has to be done in the place of Har Grisim and Har Evil. It happens to be that area, those two mountains, was with the city, by the city of Ai, so you had to conquer the city of Ai to get to those two mountaintops. So it's just a, you know, a coincidence that this second mitzvah is happening after the conquest of Ai. 
but it's not a coincidence. Nothing could be a coincidence. Nothing b'chalal is a coincidence. Certainly not uh, anything like this is not a coincidence. The city of Ai is the first place that we failed. That's the first place that we had that we that we that we that we lost. That we had actually suffered a loss and suffered a failure. And only then we had to sort of get back and and fight again. We find in the svarim this we're going to end off with in Maravaka number four. We find this with her tzaddik that in order for a person, this is a not a simple idea. In order for a person to truly discover their portion of Tyra, or to truly discover their portion of tefillah, to truly turn their stones into a mizbeach or into a sefer Tyra, you, you have to you have to you have to go through failure. You have to go through failure. You have to go through a point of where uh, you have to sort of hit a place in your life where you're desperate for it. Take a look at Rav Tzadik. Rav Tzadik writes in Marmalka number four. HaTorah V'atfilah. Learning and davening, which is again, as we established, that is a Jew. And to truly come to that place in yourself that's called Torah, to truly, you know, really become a soldier of Torah and to embrace your soldierhood. Your, is there a word for that? Uh, I don't know. To, to embrace your uh, soldierness as a, uh, you know, in Torah or in Tfilah. Huh? Mission. Yeah, but okay, fine. Mission, fine. See, to embrace that Indian that you're a soldier in Torah and in Tfilah. So, so in order to do this, says Ritzadik, Shnehem Rak Hashlama. It's only possible to truly do this is if you recognize that without Torah and Tfilah, your mom is missing. So if so you know, it's like if everything's going right in life, and it's like, okay, everything's fine, it's Kavaldic. Yeah, Torah is amazing. Davening is amazing. So I might as well do it also. So I'll, I'll learn and I'll daven. That's not going to be a learning and davening. That's a self-discovery dick of learning and davening. It's not going to be a davening and learning where it's an unpackaging of yourself, where it's a redefinition of who you are. That's not a panemius dick of learning, not a panemius dick of davening. The only way to truly come to a panemius dick of place of learning and davening is if you feel that without this, I'm mamish empty. And how do I know that I'm Amish empty? Because I've suffered without it. And I've, I've hidden rock bottom without it. And now when I know that without Torah and Tefillah, I'm Amish empty and I have nothing, so now I can truly embrace learning and davening in a way that it'll penetrate, but more than penetrate, it'll, it'll, it'll show that that's who I am. The only way to truly bond with Torah and Tefillah, says Ratzadik, is only if you're absolutely at a place of desperation. And the only way to get to a place of desperation, usually, is if you've gone through failures. So practically speaking, the only way to truly come to Torah and Tefillah in a pneumistic way is if a person experiences failures first. And that's exactly what the Gemara says. The Gemara says in Gidon, where Tzadik quotes this Chazal all over the place, where the Gemara says, that the only way for a person to truly conquer an area of Torah is only if you've made a mistake in that area first. It's a, an example of the Gemara is that a certain Amayur passed incorrectly, and he says, oh, because I passed it incorrectly, and I had to deal with the ramifications of that, now I know what the halach is. Like, I'm never going to forget that. So a person only truly uh, conquers Torah if they made a mistake first. Rav Tzadik always uses that as, as, in this context, in a deeper way, which is, it's not just a matter of like, okay, now I'll remember the halacha because I remember the embarrassment I had when I passed it incorrectly. It's more than that. To truly get to that place of Torah where Torah becomes 
a, 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 where Torah is a revelation of who you are and it becomes integrated into your system, you have to desperately want it. And to desperately want it means that you've experienced the, the, the vacuum of life without it. And so that's what's going on. It says Ratzadik. So it gets Torah and Tfila Shneim Rakhl Mishu Chaser Muvakesh Shlomo Adet Tfila Adet Torah. The only time to truly conquer Torah and Tfila is only when, by a person that is not just a cherry on top or a nice thing. It's that the person feels absolutely missing and completely empty without it. Mashakasa B'Shabbos. That's exactly what the Gemara says regarding Har Sinai Shavuos, which is coming. That the Malachim say to Moshe Rabbeinu. What do you, what do you, what do you what, they say to Hashem, why do the Jewish people get the Torah? They have so much Yitzhahara, so much problems. And what does Moshe Rabbeinu say? Exactly. That's exactly why we get the Torah, because we have so many problems. What does that mean? The answer is because, because we have so many problems and we've made so many failures, then that, mm-hmm. that it's not because of that, then we engage in Torah and we engage in Avadis Hashem. It's going to be with all of our heart and all of our soul, and it's going to resonate in all of our hearts and all of our soul, and we're going to be able to become redefined as people because of it. It's going to become integrated with who we are, not a separate thing that we're just casually doing. If, if, we're, if, we're, if a person is, uh, everything's fine in life, then all the mitzvahs that they do are also just casually. But only a person that hits rock bottom, that experiences what life is like without Terence Fila, that's a person that can truly embrace Terence Fila. So let's go back. It's Davka the moment when the Jewish people collectively, nationally, in Eretz Yisrael, suffered our first loss in the city of Ai, and were able to bounce from that, and to, tr- and to then conquer the city of Ai, and to overcome that, now the Jewish people can take those 12 stones and turn them into a Mizbech, and turn them into a Sefer Torah. Because all, but until that point of Ai, where we never, fail, never experienced a failure, then there's still the Yidin and Torah and Tefillah. It's not... It's, it's not fully integrated because you're not coming with desperation. Only after experiencing the failure of I, now it means, and that's not just a physical failure. Everything the Jewish people experienced militarily is just a reflection of what's going on in the neshama. If we experienced a failure and a loss in the city of I, it means in our Vedas Hashem there was a loss. Now the Jewish people failed. Ah, you failed. Now you could re-engage in Torah and Tefillah in a way that you're becoming Torah and you're becoming Tefillah. And that's the Avayda. That's the Avayda of this mitzvah. So Hashem should help us. That we should be zech this time of year, right? That's what Sri Saimer is. Sri Saimer is a time of where we're making hachanas for, for Ma'an Torah, for Shavuos, which is about Torah. And it's also about Tefillah. So we should be zech to realize that all the failures that we've had in our lives are not uh, hindrances holding us back from our sinai. It's because of that that, we, that we're the only ones that are, we're so desperate for our sinai, because otherwise look what happens to us if we don't have it. And that's exactly the way we're going to be zeichet to become pieces of Torah and become tfi- pieces of tefillah. to experience that. Amen.